Hello. Hi. Hi. We're recording this late night. This is uh, Rum Doings Late, where things are a little more saucy. But not that saucy. There's a little a small pool Ooh. of sauce on the side of the bowl. Ooh. But it won't contaminate your chips. But we are both completely naked. Well, except for the I would like. I would like the listeners at home to take off all their clothes at this point and join us late at night. I knew I should have made you have that scone before you recorded. (laughs) I just want to imagine all of our listeners nude. Really, all of them? All of them. You've seen some of their profile pictures on Twitter. Are you sure? I want all their bits and bobs. Some of them are under the age of 16, John. Are you sure? I don't want them. I want them to remain completely covered up because they repulse me. Repulse you or... Ugly. No, Ugly, disgusting. Am I overcompensating? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, like, what's his name there? Who's the chap who likes to be a necrophile but also was accused of being a paedophile? I don't know who about whom um, you were talking. Uh, Jim will fix it, that's right. And uh, so he overcompensates by saying how much he hates children. And, oh, I don't like oh, children. He, no, he has no room for children in his life. He is in love with his dead mum. <laughs> oh, yes, that's okay. This is all he has space for. Is and I would say that that's slanderous, but in fact he's said that himself many times. Exactly, it's no. Sh- a shrine to her. It's funny, Americans won't know what we're talking about. When we talk about Jim... I like to think the fame of Jimmy Savile extends across the universe. Across the universe. To the far reaches of the universe. said, across the universe. That's right. Anyway, what's So, it? yes, we're a little more sultry, a little more we sexy are. this evening. We are. It's gone midnight. It's we're actual we're after midnight recording. It is. All, uh, so I hope everybody's listening to this after midnight. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, press pause. Press pause and wait. And wait. Sit there naked, waiting. <laughs> waiting for midnight. Don't touch anything. Just yeah. Wait. Putative nakedness. <laughs> okay, it's episode 75, but what is the topic? By the way, you can email us, podcast at rumdoings.com if you're disturbed. I like the way that you interrupt yourself now with that too, that's good, it's not just At me. rumdoings. On the internet. Yes, so, what's the topic? The topic is, has Madonna gone too far with her latest reinvention? That's the topic this week. Yes. Good, it's a good topic. It is a good topic. Have you noticed you, you listen to Adam and Joe, don't you? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed the more times Joe says something is good, the worse it is? Because it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's yes. good, it's good, good. The more good is the worse he thinks it is. Yes. I've noticed that. What are we drinking, Nicholas? Well, what we're having today is some Marsala wine. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, there, and I've forgotten the name of them, there's this Italian almond biscuit which you're supposed to dip into the Marsala Isn't wine. Isn't it Amaretto? No, they're not. Otherwise, I wouldn't have them because they would taste oh, of marzipan. marzipan you don't they, they do have slivers of, of almond, but they do not taste of marzipan. Okay. So you're supposed to leave them dipped in for about 20 seconds. That's far too long. And my sister-in-law was saying that in, in Italy... Actually, I'll show you what I do, but imagine I'm an Italian gentleman and you're I a lady. Do. And in order that she held him to the right amount of time... He's he just, touching me. She, he held her hand <laughs> onto the glass and forced her to keep her biscuit dunked. It's making me feel funny in my pants. <laughs> right, yeah. seconds. Yeah. Are you ready? It should be. Well, those are two contrasting flavours that don't go well together. <laughs> that's what I say. You're saying you hate Italians and all their culture. I think that's the longest I've ever been touched by a man. That was beautiful. It was beautiful. Do you, you still want to get married to a lady? Not really, not, not, <laughs> not now. <laughs> oh, I ruined your wedding. Yeah. Well, and, the, and the, what about the marsala itself? It's good. It turns out I only like communion-style wines. This is quite communion. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I like the blood of our Lord Jesus. Mm. It's only a metaphor in your, your, your neck of the woods. That's true. You're not actually drinking. Do you know how, how Martin Luther, who was still struggling with whether it was actual transubstantiation mm-hmm. or whether it wasn't, said, it's a bit like an iron bar when you put it in a furnace it is fire but it's also iron by the way it glows oh so it's some sort of quantum wine it's so both so Jesus's blood and wine at the same time yes exactly okay which is why that if you're a catholic priest and you eat the host mm-hmm. and you have a little vomity burp you have you to eat it back again eat it off the floor yeah that's right 
I like it when you go to Anglican churches and the vicar has to finish it all up at the end of communion and he just looks crazy like scoffing all those bits of old bread in his mouth does he have to yeah you're not allowed to throw it away you have to consume it can't you just keep it open oh really and drink up all the wine from the goblet on the April the 1st communion, all the um, parishioners should take only a tiny, tiny bit of soup. <laughs> so basically, he has to... Off his face. Yes. We, in our church, we have uh, plastic cups yeah. and a big loaf of bread. What sort of bread? And you just go and dip it, uh, R- some bread. Ribena? Some Ribena bread? No, do you drink that Ribena? That sounds amazing. No, those Because the not... Methodists, of course, were teetotalers. That's so true. You, so they did Ribena. They tisked at Jesus' alcoholic ways. Yeah. Um, no, we have one... Plastic. There's like a few people just holding, you know, regular disposable plastic cups, and there'll be one with wine in one hand and grape juice in the other. And I tend to opt for the grape juice because wine's disgusting. Yeah, except this Marsala. This one exactly. Though we don't have because it's just yeah because it's we just have some cheap plonk. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what exactly so in there. This um, studio mm-hmm. with this lighting. The studio. With this lighting, at this about this time of night, mm-hmm. should bring back memories to a particular episode we did. you remember which one? I think it would be the very first episode, episode wouldn't number it? One. Episode one was in these circumstances. Talking about Star Glider and so forth. Oh. Should people listen to episode one? No, it's awful. Let's we'll start it? with episode two, which is actually quite decent, surprisingly. Oh, right. episode, episode one is confused and boring. We stop in the middle. It's oh, we got, do, we pause it. It's, got no, it's not called rum doings, it's called it's something like d- distraction <laughs> times. It's not actually called anything, yes. It's just a blank... And you do your dog eight made, hours long. You do your dog made joke. Every I do every episode though. In you fairness, do. and you did it in your um, it latest was, rock. Paper no, but I said it. In, it well. was true. It was a, the correct uh, circumstance in which to say you it. You love the word verite. I don't even know what it means. I just like saying it. <laughs> oh, I say ad infinitum to the point where it would annoy regular listeners. You love saying the phrase ad infinitum. Do I? Tell me. Yes. Why is it ad infinitum? Mm. If you're going to ask me to conjugate some Latin, I have what no case, clue. What case... Okay, at least what case is infinitum in? It's... Infinitum. In... I'm going to do a beep-beep joke. It's in a small brown briefcase. It's in the accusative case because... Oh, you're going me. towards infinity. Add towards infinity. It's therefore accusative. Good. So the clock on the wall is slow. It's completely slow, yes. Mm. stopped, basically. It's not. It's swinging its pendulum quite... You can swing its pendulum without being... Everything's erotic after midnight. <laughs> it is, indeed. <laughs> this, isn't it? Except people under 60, 16 and under, they're not erotic. I just think... It's just I just need to keep f- reminding you, because you didn't have your scone. I get, I, 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 did I offer you the no, scone? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I listened back to the last episode. Did you? And the ruling, well, that was a mistake. The ruling of the Lord Justice Coxcomb yes. was that you were not allowed to make any nasty uh, cream tea jokes. I wasn't being nasty. For two episodes. Not allowed to make any cream tea jokes for two episodes. All right. You weren't allowed to infer it or refer, imply it even and refer to Well, by saying infer... Have I undone it just by using the wrong word? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Our listeners aren't allowed to infer it. I just... It's, you know, it's just not it, It's nice. enough of it. it it's not nice. too many people from my church listen to this now. They don't actually listen, though, do they? People do. Really? Yeah, they do. It worries me. Increasing numbers go, well, check out your podcast. I don't check out my podcast. My friend Nick's You'll horrible. You'll excommunicate me. They will. Mm, be in all sorts of trouble if people listen to it. To the wrong people listen to this rubbish. How was your trip to America? It was very busy and hard work. Not especially entertaining. The hardest job in the world being a games... Oh, yeah. yes. I mean... I really put it to the minor. Yeah, or, or, or the... Oh, bar, or see, the come bomb, on, put it to the minor. You don't want to leap down that joke's no. throat. No, I'm not. No, you're going to leave that one alone. No. It's too easy, maybe. I'm not Richard Herring. <laughs> um, it's, no, it's it's just, it's not, obviously, it's the easiest of hard work, but you get up at 8am, you work, you write, you get a, get to the convention centre for 9 or 10, you then have non-stop meetings from January from 9 till 5, you then get straight back to the hotel, or you might have dinner, go back to the hotel, and then you write till 1 in the morning, and mm. then repeat. And that's the week. And it's a lot of tedious running around. Tedious games as Tedious, well. boring old video games, such a rubbish. I bet you most of them were rubbish. Oh, uh, no, it was, a good, it was a good year, but it was, no, it was an interesting year, because it was games that I'm looking forward to, games that I want to play, but no surprises. Not and a lots, single... of, lots of booth babes. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, you saw our response mm. to that. Um... But there were no there were it's no surprises sad. this year at all. I thought that we had gotten past where that was considered. Not not I'm not talking about political correctness going mad or anything mm-hmm. like that. But just where I thought it was considered a bit naff now. Uh, it so was for I, a while. In fact, E3, which was um, they cancelled E3 a few years ago because I got sick of doing it, and then they brought it back. And I believe they had a rule that was you could only have a, a women's 
mm-hmm. on your booth if they were able to properly market the game. Mm-hmm. So they'd have a full understanding of the game and be able to talk about it and present mm-hmm. it to the to the journalists. Um, that rule has been just absolutely abandoned now. And I didn't go last year. I don't know what it was like, but this year, it was. I mean, it was. Li- it was some points where it was just grotesque. Mm-hmm. Uh, THQ especially their stands were, were vile. And they were the same people who organised the bikini car wash. But they, the car do, they, they the only do spunky teenage boy games. No, anyway. not at all. They do. They do War Gears of Toss and things that's like that. That's not THQ. You know that sort of thing. They no, always advertise loudly in between programmes. No, THQ do. THQ uh, command and kill and all that stuff. I don't right? think they really do. I mean, they have THQ do the wrestling games. Shooty, shooty, gum, gum. They do Red Faction, which is not nearly like that. Um, Saints Row, which is really in- in- interesting, entertaining, and extremely naughty games. <sighs> but. Um, yes, you can yawn and uh, you can foe yawn, but you've not played any of these games. You're boring me. Oh, okay, fair enough. But yes, they had a bikini car wash in the car park across the road from or the convention re- centre. A real one. Uh, yes, a real one. And it was not very nice weather in in, in LA that week. It was quite cold. Well, funny enough, poor girls in the bikinis in the rain. Nobody thinks about that, but actually, in in, in much of California. Um, June is called the Gloom June because it actually gets quite cloudy. And but it was unusually bad this oh. year. The, the temperature was—I was—I was so blessed. It was around twenty-one, twenty-two degrees when normally it would be in the thirties. And so I was—it was even dropping down to seventeen, eighteen on some days. And I was just so. Oh, you hate the heat. Don't you? Oh, I hate the heat. Um, mm. I enjoy being cold. Right. I was reading one of. Um, I don't know. Just make sure I noted it down properly. I was reading one of. Um, Christopher Hitchens' articles recently. Oh, yes. And inter alia, he mentioned um, various theories of tragedy and what makes a good tragedy or mm-hmm. what makes something tragedy. And he reminded me about different notions of tragedy to the past. And the, the, At- the Attican uh, Greek tragedy. tragedy mm, well said. Um, so that tragedy arises from the fatal flaw in some noble person or enterprise. Right. So you need the nobility of the person or enterprise, and it's it's the tragic flaw that makes it the tragedy. What about real world tragedy then? Well, I don't know. Hegel said tragedy must be a depiction of human interaction where both antagonists are arguably in the right. Hmm. Don't know if that's true either. So you think both the Greeks and Hegel were wrong? Well, a bunch of idiots, weren't they? <laughs> well. First of all, if, like, starvation is a tragedy, you don't need to have nobility for that to be... Well, you do have the nobility of... Well... As, I mean, no, as if no, you're comic relief, you no, think they're very noble people. No, but, but no, you see, there's, there's a difference between there being... Tragedy Tragedy doesn't just mean... You see, what you're saying there is tragedy means something sad, does it, though? It is a... It is tragic when something... Of a, like, of... A dr- uh, dr- we're talking about dramatic tragedy here. Okay, well... What was it that uh, Mel Brooks said... Um, Tragedy is when I cut my finger. Comedy is when I fall down a hole and die. <laughs> um, Comedy is tragedy plus time. Yes, indeed. Ning. Mm. So I decided to add an extra N there. Mm. My, my fiancé says... Um, uh, oh, by the way, if you ever mention, mm. like, in passing, you mention your fiancé, your girlfriend, anything like that, in an article about video games, mm-hmm. you'll have a string of comments underneath going, you only wrote this to mention your girlfriend. Yeah. That can only be written by people with no girlfriends. Yeah. If you're not allowed to talk about the real people in your life when you're discussing well, no, your no, life. No, 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 that, that's fair enough, though. It is. These are gamers, so they are... That's right. They are... And they have no girls. ...socially retarded. Mm-hmm. You think and so? They don't want to hear about humans. I mm-hmm. can't wait for you to Especially meet not girls. the person we're interviewing tomorrow morning. Really? A girl. What plays games? I can't wait she for you to... She actually play games. She pretends to. Do you think so? Yes. She only plays those games with the fluffy pink bunnies in them. <laughs> the fluffy pink bunnies, like the raven rabbits. <laughs> Uh, have you? Do you have a Nintendo 3DS to 3D? I have a Nintendo regular DS. Well, not a, a DS Lite, obviously, not a DS. That would be a, that would be a tragedy. Still using an original DS. Is that a tragedy oh, in the oh, sense of that it, it, it's a fatal flaw in a noble? No, no, it's a tragedy in the sense of an entire starving nation or an apocalypse. But it's not dramatic, though. No, I, I couldn't say that there is any chance that both protagonists are arguably in the right. No, I'm afraid not. Because <laughs> you're uh, definitely wrong if you... <laughs> definitely. No, I haven't got a Nintendo, 3, Nintendo 3DS. They are... Not as many people, indeed. Have I don't know... In fact, I don't know anyone who owns one, which is a little telling. I'm sure Judge Coxcomb has one. Do you think so? I don't know if I he's bothered. He w- no, come on. He... I played with one what in... What toy does he not play? That's true. I played with one in a shop, and it's kind of... Real-world augmentation is quite fun. Mm. You put these cards down that it can recognise, so they put a big giant version of one of these yellow cards on the floor. 
and it was able to do things like as I looked through the screen, make giant holes appear in the floor and things climb out of it, and mm. that was quite. I liked the augmentation of rea- un- un- kind of unreality stuff, but in terms of games, just, just seems like straining your eyes a bit to be able to see what's going on. Yeah. I can imagine I would just turn the slider of 3D to off quite quickly. Yeah, at which point there's no point, and you've just got a load Indeed. of battery wasted for no reason. Well, no, the point would be it's a much more powerful machine than the uh, DS Lite. Um, Nobody wants one of those anymore. You've got your little iPhone. And well, exactly. That's the tragedy. My poor DS lies next tragedy, to my bed. More no, tragedy. Is it alien or, or Atticum? It's uh, I need to stop saying tragedy. Um, it's the sad story of my DS that lies bereft next to my bed, unused, while my iPhone has taken the role of my bedtime gaming What about that game where you could type in any word and it would... Oh, Doodle Doe. What was that called? Um, exactly. You don't remember. Jumpy Trap. It was the next big thing, and now you don't even know what it was recalled. It was a re- it was an absolutely astonishing achievement, but it fell short. I, I reviewed it, and I think I gave it six or seven, and everyone was hoping it was going to be eight or nine. It really was. It was. Um, it just never. It didn't quite realise its own abilities. Mm. Was the issue? So for a while, though, for a short while, where you just sit there and you type in, oh, well, they'll never have put in Kraken, and you put Kraken in, and this vast beast mm. appears, and you can have a fight. You set up a, who wins a fight between a, a, a werewolf and God, for instance. Mm. And there's an enormous amount of entertainment coming in. Like, you put in the most obscure dinosaur names, and they put that dinosaur in, and they put it in correctly. Mm. And it's, the work that's gone into that, they just kind of forgot to make it a workable puzzle game. So the idea is you're meant to be solving these puzzles to reach these stars, but you can just you can spam your way through all the puzzles with the same techniques. Well, many people use the word. My microphone is slowly drooping down. Oh the manhood of this microphone. Ma- many people use the phrase social justice, but what do they mean? I think we should end this podcast when the microphone's completely yes. pointing at the ground. What do they mean? So, sorry, social justice. You know, you often hear that phrase, "Minister for Social Justice." We need to be. We need to worry about social. What do they mean by that, really? What do they mean? What do they think they mean? I don't think they mean anything, do they? But it's a phrase that's used social so justice openly. There's probably even a minister for social justice. What does, what does that mean? I mean, you, you, you hear that phrase often, don't you? You don't really question it. But yeah, what just, does it mean? Well, obviously, we know what justice is the rights for people in society, social justice, as opposed to making who don't quali- exist within society. Ensuring or trying to promote equality within society, is that what it means? Maybe, could be. That would be a good job for that title. That would be a worthwhile pursuit. And when you're talking about that, would you believe in um, equality of outcome or equality of opportunity? Now, here's that's a good question, isn't it? Mm. I think it I is pre- a good question. I think I prefer equality of opportunity. You prefer it, but I but that means you're a bit nasty because surely you prefer equality of outcome. You want everybody to have all the nicest things equally. Um, yeah, I suppose as a true socialist, I do. Yes. Or a Christian. Why can't we all just learn to get along? Or a Christian. Well, yes, anyway, I can't. I, I find I have tremendous trouble understanding anyone. For a anyone Christian, who, you should want the equality of outcome, surely. Well, I can't. I have trouble understanding anyone who is able to be a Christian and not a socialist. They seem to have slightly misread Jesus' ways. Um, did not Jesus say that it is more difficult to be a socialist than <laughs> to go through the eye of a needle into heaven? Yes, that's what he said. Yes, exactly. Ah, oh, but did you know, Nick, that actually, really, the eye of the needle is, is, is referenced yes. to a giant needle that was built in Jerusalem around those times, and it was 50 miles yes, across that eye exactly, of that needle. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and it was specifically made so that it wouldn't it be a reference the, to the already common phrase it was about right, the impossibility right. of a camel it going was, through a normal needle. It was, it was the width of um, a big truck filled with money, it's the eye of that needle. was about... A millimetre. <laughs> no, no, it was a big truck full of money, so you could have as much money as a you wanted. A camel truck. That's right. And that's the beginnings of the prosperity gospel. <laughs> Pro- Tell me about this prosperity that gospel, because I've heard about it. It does sound a little well, odd. What happens is, if you become powerful... No, but this is real. This is not... Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. If you become successful and powerful within mm. the uh, the pay-for-Christian universe... Okay, when you um, say successful and powerful, you do mean in a material sense. Yes, I mean, mm. if you go... Well, you need to become popular... Mm-hmm. And then with popularity comes opportunity, and with opportunity comes the chance to charge. And as you do this, and you start to become more and more rich, you then have to start to try to justify how come it's okay for you to be so enormously wealthy. Especially reading when, those things. When Jesus kept telling wealthy people to give all their possessions away. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do is reinterpret the Bible with a, um, a prosperity theology. Does that mean you get a black marker pen and go... <laughs> just scribble out the naughty bits for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ah, but when Jesus talks about richness, he's actually talking about... Um, uh, um, oh look over there quick a man with a gun run marshmallows. you shouldn't have too many marshmallows you shouldn't have too many marshmallows it's just plain greedy yes um, yes indeed it's uh, it's 
it, it seems to be a, a, a teaching that only comes now. There is, I have, there is a an understanding of it which I am tolerant of, which is this idea that well, you'd have to be otherwise you you would have to not own any shares in raw paper shotgun if you weren't tolerant of it. Well, not worth that much. No, um, but you would. Ha- Do you think you still fit through a needle? Uh, in comparison to the rest of the uh, the majority of the world, certainly not. Mm. Um, it doesn't look like you fit through a needle to me. Thanks, Nick. For the listeners at home, John's fat. That's John's fat. By which I mean he has a lot of lipidinous cells. <laughs> um, but there is an idea that God provides, right? And so it is okay. It is okay for to have provision. This idea that you have to be a martyr, you have to have nothing all the time, and therefore not be able to provide for others and so forth. Um, yes. Well, obviously, is, that's silly. Is silly. So, but unfortunately, that logic gets twisted out to it's okay for me to have a million pound yacht. Um, because because I once gave a pound that's right. to a bum <laughs> because in I, an alleyway because I talk about Jesus to people and then sail off in my private jet. <laughs> yes. Sail off in my jet. Yes, right. <laughs> well, if you, I'll allow, I'll allow it if you're using your jet for yeah. water based. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Coursing so bob off down the river on your private jet. Uh, That's how rich you are. That's true. You could just waste your jets by oh, put it in the. Can't we put it on a run? No. Is 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 it a is it a is it a water plane? No, it isn't. It's a normal no, Boeing seven four seven. But I'm floating it on the Grand Union Canal. Do you have That's a problem with that? Glory be. I like to race my speedboats between my yachts in my moat. So <laughs> I like to do. So the prosperity doctrine says it just seems to be once you get to a certain level of richness you start having to justify it and you don't want to give it all away and it's, it's quite tragic it's tragic there it is again it's quite sad well, it's probably quite is disappointing it. you might say it is tragic um, yes I've, however I know I have known Christians with an enormous amount of money who as far as I can tell follow the teachings of the big JC well clearly they don't pretty appropriately no no because they, they, they knew a family who had uh, they were a South African family um, and the father was I remember a, they had a swimming pool. Father was a QC and did have a swimming pool. But I don't, indeed, I don't think I've told anyone listening to the podcast though. No, um, they built. They don't matter. They rebuilt the swimming pool in their back garden. Everyone's like, "Oh my goodness!" And as they were doing this, they built a little changing rooms and shower and toilet block next to the toilet in their back garden. No, you see, to me, I'm immediately thinking, I'm not sure that the changing block would fit through that little. Uh huh. Exactly. And then when asked why, they said, "Oh, it's so people can use the pool when we're away." And so their, their idea was, we're building this pool for everyone, all our friends, all the people in the church mm. who want to come and use it. We use that. They built an extension on the house primarily so there would be somewhere for the youth group to meet. Now, I realise these are privileged kids and this is not exactly giving their stuff to the poorest people, but they would provide. They would, oh, their house was always open to everyone. They used all their money. They shared it. They bought a car for the vicar of the church who had no money whatsoever and he had and five children. Well, they built him a people the, carrier. Su- they just used their, their wealth. I suppose that's the, they, they would say they were acting in a very Abrahamic way where he had all the sides of his tent were open so that you wouldn't have, mm-hmm. so that the so that the stranger wouldn't have to walk around the tent to get in it and that and, kind of, and that kind of attitude he, is although I, he did then force them to pray after he gave them the venison and the milk right but I like that attitude I like that attitude of saying okay we've got a lot of money but we're going to spend it for the bettering of the people around well, us well I've always I've always said and I said that in the one I recorded on myself as well that's what makes me sad about a lot of very wealthy people as well. I'd, I'd understand because surely half the joy of, of of earning that amount of money is being able to spend it on mm-hmm. that sort of thing, being mm-hmm. able to share it. I would find it very depressing to hoard money. Yes. I mean, even, even when I have, like, when, when when I suddenly, oh, I've got a bit of money in the bank, even if it's not particularly a lot, I immediately want to go and start spending it on things that other people will enjoy with me kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's almost like it, it it's wasting its time not doing right. it. Yes. And it. And it just feels unpleasurable not and that's what I suppose if you if you get very rich you make sure you don't have that instinct it's, it seems to be which is and I suppose if you do have that instinct you just keep swandering it and giving it away or doing whatever and if you don't have that instinct then you'll get rich because you will just hoard mm-hmm. it and you'll be a canny investor and you won't care about the eth- uh, the ethics of your investments and all that kind of thing and you won't care about screwing people over it would be not, I would like to see some model of tithing brought in by the super rich, so such that they say, okay, this proportion, 20% of my money is to be spent on those around me or those mm. I'm in contact with or those who need it. And just kind of, just, you know, and if you budget that into your life, if you are earning mm. a, a 10 million pounds a year and you budget 2 million of that goes to this, mm. uh, but you can still, you, you can know, you can easily live on your 8 million. Mm. Um, I think you, well, 
Just about, I suppose. Just scrape through. Mm. Um, I mean, I know you're struggling to get by on seven million at the moment. Yeah, and you can barely cope on five. So. I know, but I am five pounds. That's the difference. <laughs> yes. Five pounds of gold a minute. <laughs> That's what I'm paid. It's We're very inconvenient to go to the bank. Electronic banking with gold is difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. But fortunately, you spit got, it down. The, I've got a I've cable. got a three D scanner, so it's fine. <laughs> Got a teleporter. You keep putting the ingots on the scanner, and then it smashes the glass and falls into the mechanism. In which year will the singularity take place? Which one? The technological singularity. Kurzweil's singularity. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. Really? Tell us why you don't think it will. Because I think that will run out of oil and okay. opportunity before it happens. I've got a feeling that when we are going to turn into a smaller group of sort of hunter-gatherers. How soon? Within 50 years. 50 years we're going to have a massive population wipeout and yes. technological Armageddon. Yes. And what's going to bring this about? Um, I think it's a vast combination of things. I think at the moment we have... The I notice, whole, I notice, the whole like, world. I notice like all less, uh, end-time predictors, you're predicting it within your own yes, lifetime. The whole... Yes. The whole I think the, the, the issue is... At the moment, we have this Heath Robinson machine. The, the whole world economy mm-hmm. and world technology is this Heath Robinson machine, or Rube Goldberg, as you would say in America. And it's, oh, you it's one little, I'm going to have to adjust the microphone. Okay. It's going to sound horrible, but it has to be done. It's one, one little piece of a domino hitting another piece of a domino, hitting a little pendulum, hitting a bit of string, which then knocks the other domino. Okay. And then You've seen these things. I've seen the car commercials. Yes, or adverts, as we say in this country. And for just just one of those... Sorry, am I boring you? Ah. For just one of those things <laughs> to go wrong, everything will just fall apart. It's like half midnight. It's like half midnight. It indeed is half midnight. I think I'm allowed to yawn at half no, midnight. No, you're not. Just one of these things to go wrong, uh-huh. the whole thing will fall apart. And there's so many okay. of these little things that can go wrong. And there were some amazing statistics about how... Um, because we have just-in-time production now of products and goods and food right. delivery. And apparently, um, when there was an issue with the snow in London, we were mm-hmm. something like... Or, or and when there was a problem with the oil barricades, right. we were something like a day away from there being no food in the supermarkets. Wow. It's, we're, we're a lot closer <laughs> to, the, to the wire than we think we are. I was thinking today on the and, tube. And, we're, and there are so many... Precious, the semi-precious, well, not so much precious, but important metals and other things that we need to produce the things we uh-huh. use. Um, of course, the oil as well, which is yes. needed, um, not even to mention the things like global warming. And I'm not sure that that'll be the most significant thing, to be honest. I think there are many things that will catch us well before global warming does. Um, That's an argument I'm hearing from a number of people right now, is that climate change while a serious issue is not the serious issue we need to be no. focusing also, on. I don't think it's more, more, more also, wrong. also, I don't think it'll be a serious issue because I don't think we will continue doing the things that... Oh, they're causing it. Do you think that will be wiped out before it can cause too much? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, some of my ideas indeed do come from Howard Consular from the Consular cast, which you should listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he's a bit of a doom and gloom merchant in that respect. But the whole delicately balanced nature of the House of Cards Rube Goldberg machine makes me think that it will happen now. The problem is we can't just go back to the Victorian era. Um, you can't go back to... Just the era before, sure, yes, I think things collapse in a much more spectacular, oh, like, but, much, but but in a weird way, also mundane way. Imagine if you took everyone's iPhones away all at once. Mm. Yes. Well, It'd mayhem. It would be, and I don't think. For example, I here's my prediction: mm-hmm. thirty years' time. Um, I don't believe that most people will be able to be flying around in aeroplanes. I'm not sure that any significant aeroplanes will be flying around at that point. Interesting. Um, and also, I mean, the road network, look at the road network. If, if, if in 30 years' time when we're recording rum doings and you're wrong, yeah. <laughs> we're going to laugh at you. I will buy you a good rum at that point. Will you? Yeah, That's I will, good. assuming there is any. I'll and 63 years old. Well, Howard Kunstler makes an, an, a, a point, James Howard Kunstler makes the point as well. He said, you know, people think, well, okay, um, so we'll, we'll, if, even if we get reach renewable electricity and we then charge up all our cars, 
mm-hmm. with renewable electricity. What do you think the roads are made of? Tarmac, tarmac, which is bitumen, which comes from oil. Yes. And if you leave a road for about two years, it pretty much falls apart. Mm-hmm. So you have to constantly put in the energy to re- regenerate the roads and get the materials to. Mm-hmm. Um, producing concrete is massively I mean, energy expensive as well. Right. And what do we see that's just happened? Germany's voted, the Greens have voted to get rid of all nuclear power. Oh, good. The Italians have voted to get rid of all nuclear power, which, of course, means that they're going to use tons and tons more coal it's, and produce far more CO2. It's bizarre. What is, what is, is this just because of Japan and the... No, Japan gives them the excuse. The Greens, have, the Greens have always hated... Oh, no, and that, that, that's, I'd love to vote just for the Greens, but... Just because they hate the word nuclear. Oh, scary, scary. Yeah. Stuff. Well, it's, it's part of the big anti-science um, vein that runs through Greens. It, it is a bit Luddite and a bit, if only we could get back to weaving baskets in pre raphaelite um, Abyssinia or something. And that's, they're, they're quite puritanical. Right. And that saddens me because, and I've noticed this whenever somebody suggests, well, okay, here's the dire straits that we're in, and here are some scientific or technological mm-hmm. ways that we could help not be in these dire mm-hmm. straits, you know. And no, we're not interested. We should, we're just hair shirts, just cutting back, just, just stopping doing it, just getting rid of growth. Yes. Just... Gets, getting rid of population, we think, well, you know, what are you going to do, shoot them all? Well, how? It's all very easy to say, we need to stop population growth, but either you do it through a very forceful, brutal way, or, frankly, it's going to happen because we're all going to start dying of diseases or war or pestilence or starvation. So when people say, oh, there needs to be population control, how's it going to happen? I, I think... We should kill all the Jews. They tried that, did they? And what they happened? well, they largely succeeded. Yes. And we still have nearly seven billion people on the planet. Turns out that oh. other other people bred as well. See that lovely mm. that lovely green Mr. Jesus, Mr. Sorry, Mr. Jesus, Mr. Mr. Hitler. Mr. I meant to say, same <laughs> oh, they're so similar. <laughs> um, that lovely that lovely Mr. Hitler, who was mm. who was green. Um, let's not forget that. And it is true that a lot of um, the sort of the romantic, the green romantic ideology does come from that Hitlerite ideology of, you know, they would romanticise the forest and the the, the you fresh think air. Every and political party began with Hitler, though. That's mm. your problem. Some surprising ones did, and certainly mm-hmm. a lot of green ideology did. And it's it's interesting that he tried his best to kill as many people as possible mm-hmm. because he read in that book that. God said to the Jews, be fruitful and multiply. He says, so therefore if I just kill them, then the others won't multiply. Sadly, yes, it was found uh, out that the others started multiplying as well. What, they started, the other races started breeding? Yes. That is obnoxious. And that wasn't a part of his plan. No, it wasn't. Poor what Mr. about Hitler. if we kill all the Australians? That would probably do it. Kill all the Catholics? They're quite breedy. They're very breedy. We kill the Catholics. They don't. They don't use... Anti-breeds materials. That's true, they don't. Sadly. <laughs> well, I think most of them do these days, but a few they devout. They not to. The them. orthodox. The poor don't. I can't stop yawning now. I'm sorry, I'm so boring. intensely boring. <laughs> well, John, uh, let's see, how, where are we? It's on a big old creek there. I did. Well, you've got only ten minutes more, and then you can go and do this. You can go to your little bed. Dodos. Oh. Dodos. Yeah. Do you see dodos as well? Dodos. Dodos is what my, my sister says to her kids. Really? Yes. Interesting. 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 How's that happen, that we use the same odd slang that everybody else uses? Are you my sister having an affair? Well, I wouldn't call it an affair, because that sounds clandestine. Okay, fair enough. He did. She, your, your sister once did say, um, we, we were actually at your, at your parents' house. Mm-hmm. I was there, I think. Judge Cox might have been there yes, as well. Yes, no, I think so. Just, ooh, I see your little internet friends are here. <laughs> It's hard to describe Martin back then as a little. <laughs> no. Uh, no, the judge took several time my, zones for himself. My sister's husband is a lot bigger than you and mm. could duff you up quite easily. He's, well, when, when we're participating, he doesn't. So, <laughs> now she lives in France. Do you visit her or does she visit you? We meet in the middle. You do, in the middle of the channel. In the middle of the channel. <laughs> oh, Go to ourselves in lard and swim to the middle of the channel okay. and avoid the ferries. <laughs> that's all we do, and then we swim back again. That's the extent of the affairs. Oh, okay. Really. 
You don't even have a little kiss on the lips. Yeah. Gross. She's Gross a girl. Should, she wouldn't kiss any of your little internet friends. That's true. <laughs> it's a, a, an odd affair, isn't it? So, I'm sorry, darling, but I have to confess. I swam uh, every month. I swim halfway across the channel to to bump into someone. Turn around and swim back. Yes. I don't know if our marriage can survive this revelation of <laughs> indescribable <laughs> infidelity. That's true. Oh. Well, no, it's not true. I don't actually. No, it is. Halfway it is true. It's a fact. It's a fact. thing that you do. Mm. Do. Yeah. I can't help but point out when people say "do do." If mm. anyone says "you do do," I go, "You said do do," and I say it in the most inappropriate circumstances as you well. Do, do you say it at a funeral? I do. <laughs> do you know? I don't think I've ever been to a funeral that anyone I knew. So what's going to happen? I've crashed a couple of ones of <laughs> people I don't know. Yes. What What happens if if Laura says, "I, I do do." I do uh, do. In her vow. Like she, I will, she says, I, I do do. I will say, you said do do in oh, well, front of the this. whole church. Well, you, Laura McVitie's. <laughs> she doesn't have a middle name, but now she does. <laughs> Cartwright. I'm getting her changing it by by default before the wedding. <laughs> yes. Laura McVitie's Cartwright. Take Jonathan Jeremiah Elias Walker uh-huh. to be your lawful wedded husband. And she goes, I, I, I do 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 do. <laughs> what what <laughs> okay. will you say okay. next? <laughs> you said do do. Like that. You will do that. Yeah, I will do that. I will do do that. <laughs> Laura, I always want to call her Laura Elizabeth Cartwright, but she has no middle name. It's a really good idea just giving out her full name on the podcast. People are going to start stalking her because they're so angry. Well, if you're not. They're so angry and jealous. Oh, well, all the best wives have stalkers, surely. That's true. All the, the legions of li- female listeners. But then again, she might be not furious be- that she's stealing me from them. Yes, that's true. But uh, are you going to choose a middle name? For Laura, mm. I think we should. I think McVitie's is the one to yes. go for. Laura McVitie's. <laughs> it has like a surname. It. Laura McVitie. She is taking your, your your surname. She is taking it from me because yes. she obeys you and she acknowledges that the male is. Do you know? Will the, own her as chattel. Do you know the uh, the Anglicans haven't said obey for over for about ten years? But you so are it's dropped over at ten years. But why were you still considering? Laura is going to be saying obey, obey, and obey. Good. Mm-hmm. And so what some friends of ours. Um, they confound, and you would say confound. Confront and confuse. <laughs> that's, that's what I shall say. Uh, some friends of us. Um, the uh, the the wife uh, had a say wifelet. The wifelet. Yes. Had a ten, eleven year old son at the time. She got married to the husband. All say man child. Man child. The boy thing. Yes. Um, and she married the the man husband. Yes. Um, and during the ceremony, he said vows to her. Obviously, then he also said vows to the son. No. As the tweet. Arch, I know, but everyone apparently people. Oh, everyone had a little blub. It apparently was very lovely. Was you, you, you condemn it, but I want you to wait and let's just listen. I want Laura to say the same to Dexter. No, I want Laura to have exactly. No, no, that's fair enough. Dexter in his little top hat as he trots into the exactly, oh, and Laura gooey, has to, I feel gooey like exactly. a girl. And then Laura has All to. All my parts have gone And then internal. she has to say she will love, cherish, and obey. Dexter. And obey Dexter. Dexter, um, Dexter. If only you actually had the guts to do Fletcher that, but Morgan. you won't. But you won't do that. Well, what she refuses. Do? She flat out refuses. She's put her foot down and said, no, I shall not make vows to your cat. And she will not even allow my cat to come to the wedding. I know. What am I marrying? Well, there's not going to be a wedding. There's no wedding anymore. Your cat's not allowed to your wedding. I know. That's awful. My, um, she should be the master of ceremonies. Victoria's cousins... Ding, 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 ding. Victoria's cousins had, had, the, had, their do- had the dogs at the wedding. Did they, they really? They sort of dog dog maidens of honour and things. Oh, down. how ridiculous! With their little bows, it was lovely. Dogs are horrid. Cats, though. <laughs> Dexter just sitting in the corner, indifferent to the entire affair, It'd be lovely. <laughs> you might you might not be indifferent. You might sort of claw start clawing Laura's um, wedding <laughs> dress. Right. Actually, almost definitely would. Yes, because you know the train will be going across the. Oh, we'll chase him. Yeah, so chase the train. <laughs> and then I might tie a little. I might tie a little mouse toy to the back of a train for when we walk back up the aisle. Catnip. Struggle <laughs> catnip in her hair. Yes, all the hilarity. She's not going to do this. No, she's not going to bake vows to Dexter. So what should we do for our vows? Because we don't. Obviously, we're not going to say obey because no one has for a very long time, mm. and it's not in the Bible. It's another good reason for not saying obey. Yes, but it but it is in the rules that men are best. <laughs> is it in the, the men be- are best, in the best rules? rules? Yes. Um, which which were existed from about sixteen hundred, right? Sixteen fifty something. Sixteen fifty BC until no, nineteen seventy eight, I believe. Nineteen seventy eight. Now I was thinking it was with the King James. It was when the Bible had oh, lots of its right, men the best King, bits and bobs yes, edited in. Yes. Um, 
Okay, well, what you need... To... It's a beautiful piece of poetry, even though it's a hideous, oppressive yes. document. It was a beautiful well, piece Well, of as poetry. I said last time, it was actually written to... Yes, that's right, to regain the old, old yes, it, language. It, it was written already to be archaic. That's amazing. Which is wonderful. Um, okay, so you don't know what you're going to do for your vows. Well, what shall I say instead of obey? And what shall she say? I shall confront, mm-hmm. confound, confound, and confuse. And confuse. Have we both say that. Yes. Okay. Because I think that 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 would. Well, I suggested love, honor, and high five. No. And then we could uh, high five at that moment. No. Come on, it'd be amazing. No, twee ouch. Day. It's it's funny. We're, we're, you you need Victoria's mum, who's no longer with us. But when she was with our wedding, every time we so had, I want the corpse of Victoria's yes. mum wheeled into my wedding. Every, every time we had, every time it's we a had, horrible idea. Every time, well, no, it's just ashes. Every time, <laughs> okay. Every time we decided to do something, and we tell her about it, that's too harsh. And then we would really we couldn't do she it. She does yeah. sound useful. She's useful because she, she, ah. she just said you didn't realise you'd, you'd gone too far, and we should maybe channel her because it's very it's very easy to be a little bit oh this is my very special I'm going to be a little bit a little bit unique a little bit unique oh, saying yes. a little bit unique a little specifically bit unique, yes. specifically because that's yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. then you know, uh, oh you know because like we, uh, we we're not going to do the usual thing yeah uh-huh, we're going to uh-huh. do something that's completely off the wall and yeah it's going to be just crazy. a little bit off the wall wacky just I I agree with that in principle except I did see a YouTube video of a couple who uh, as the vicar was trying to get them to kiss the bride they both stopped put out the mobile phones and were fiddling for ages and no one knew what was going on the vicar looked really confused and then mm. said we're just updating our Facebook status and I thought that was a good prank to play during your own wedding yes but they've done it so no one else no can. no so you can't do it that's right something to do with the video game quite a tweet something, something to do with the video game we're hoping to Skype the wedding the video game we could all come dressed in oh a friend of mine came up with the idea she suggested that she should come to the wedding dressed in because we're saying people can wear it as the, what they want to the wedding um, she should come in her own wedding dress <laughs> and then we put all the all the married women could come in their wedding dresses it's and I put this idea to Laura and I haven't seen her look so angry and it's a very good idea and, and you should say the only person who shouldn't be in her wedding dress uh-huh. is the bride that is wacky and arch she should be wearing her pyjamas pyjamas yes pyjamas <laughs> we could uh, do a bar fly wedding she should be wearing her lab coat you know, I'd be careful because she may well take you up on that. We're having so much sciencey nonsense woven into the Good. Um, reception. Good, she should. Um, I get nothing, by the way. We get sciencey nonsense for everything. What do we get about you know the fine Joysticks. art of the fine art of writing? Nothing. <laughs> fine art of writing. Fine art of gaming. Okay. Well, I promise to frag. What other gaming verbs are there? Um, uh, no, I promise not to rage quit on our wedding, yes. on our marriage. Even. Yes, that'd be a good one. Yes. Um, Would you promise to frag her or not to, to frag her? Or not to that frag would be to her. murder her. No, I don't want to promise to murder her. So you promise not to frag, I rage, not to quit. frag rage quit on or, a marriage. Or or troll. Although that's not rage, but a promise I'm going to keep, I don't feel. No. Do, you feel do you feel any faint respect for Lolzek and what they've been doing? I'm very ambivalent. Are you? The problem is, you think, oh well, okay, I see what they're doing and they're revealing the total laxity of these big organisations and corporations. But then I think of poor Jonathan Tinsley yes. sitting there at three in the morning in a data mm-hmm. centre somewhere, being woken up having to deal with all this. And it's he oh, I realize. And it's, I know, it's, it's I know he's he... sort who will get the blame and who will deal with all the crap. Mm-hmm. The, the the men at the top don't even know it's happened. I know, I know um people who work for companies who've been attacked and they've been really upset by a little too upset I feel maybe. Mm. But um uh, it's interesting. However, as a uh, my colleague Jim pointed out, they really are following the Roger Rabbit rule. Which of is. They only have their powers if they're being funny. Mm-hmm. They can own... Everything yes. they do is to be funny. So I love the fact that when Sega was attacked uh, a couple of days ago, they said... Um, uh, they, they said... To be, it this, wasn't, it wasn't, to, to be this insecure takes ages. That would have worked, but they said they didn't... They said we would not have attacked Sega because we're too big a fan of the Dreamcast. Yes. And that kind of matter, you know, it's hard. Mm. Well, I, yes, when when they're releasing passwords and encouraging people to steal PayPal accounts, then mm. they're just tipping over the edge from from meddling to straight tedious to crime. Pe- from meddling to peddling. To peddling, indeed. Just, mm. But it's just quite boring crime. Well, exactly. It's dull crime. Exactly. And I don't. I would not like to find that my money has been stolen. Yeah. Well, I don't want to find that my money has been stolen. But at the same time, I do think it's quite funny that they hacked a web, they hacked PBS's website and put up a story about 
Tupac Shakir still being alive. <laughs> I mean, that is quite funny. And they were doing this because they were very angry with PBS's uh, coverage of WikiLeaks. Oh, talking about coverage and news, did you enjoy the coverage of, of, of the dog who's going to be stoned oh, to death by those Jews? Those crazy Jews. Well, you know, it's not the Jews... It's not the Jews in, in England, that it's those Jews in Israel, they're yes. the problem. Now, what was in interesting... Wacky, crazy I mean, Israel. I wonder how many people are listening to this now who don't follow us on Twitter realise mm. that actually that story was completely retracted. Complete was fabrication, made up. Complete yes. fabrication, which is... It was quite, it was quite funny. Um, um, what's his name? Corrin. Alan Corrin? He's dead. He's dead. Giles Corrin. Giles Corrin tweeted something. When, when the story came out, says, what's going on here? It's almost as if the Jews are inventing their own anti-Semitic um, blood libel. Uh, said, oh yeah, it was an anti-Semitic blood libel thing after all, um, he said in the tweet later on when he found out it was. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is, of course, there was a, the BBC then put up a small, it's the most popular thing, it was tweeted all over the place, went on all the hate yeah. sites. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of comments, including on the Telegraph. Thirty-something thousand shares on BBC. Yes. Yes, um, all over tweets, the most popular story mm-hmm. in Telegraph as well. Mm-hmm. And then the BBC did a very small Did they do a retraction story? But no, but what the retraction was said in the headline was, Thingy Thingy denies having... Oh, they denied it. They denied having... Not the people who made up the story apologised mm-hmm. for making up the story and retracted it, but yes. the, the, the court denied having wanted to kill the dog. <laughs> I just thought, oh my goodness... <laughs> I like the fact the story was so silly though a dog that was the reincarnation of a lawyer I'm not convinced that Judaism preaches too much reincarnation well no and that, those, those <laughs> that's the first problem there are those, that struck me when I there, are, that there story. are some esoteric Kabbalist things that will sort of say well God will take the spirit and put it in something else as a punishment after death okay. or something if if but you know that's that's like saying that the Rosicrucians once you know said as hard as it just read like a thing. bad joke the reincarnation of a lawyer in a dog so into the a dog was angry because he was also, the lawyer also, it just read like a bad joke also, also but even but even let us even assume that there are and there certainly are some Kabbalists who would believe in some sort of notion of reincarnation but certainly not in a Buddhist sense in a right, okay. sense which would probably be very tedious involve numerology and take mm-hmm. um, days to discuss in boring but terms. But let's, let's even take yeah. that as read. Let's assume that there are some mm-hmm. who believe that. Nowhere would they believe that you it would be into a dog which you would then release the spirit by throwing stones at that dog. I mean, yes. it's, you know, as somebody said, I, I don't see anywhere since the times of Abraham where yes. there have been spirits and you stone the dog to release the spirits. You know, this is not voodoo or, or mm-hmm. something like that. It's, that was what was so weird about it. But what was sad is that nobody at the Telegraph, the BBC, thought to do any... Fact checking. No, but I. Like, oh, this is a story. This isn't. This this will spread. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and, and we want this to spread for some reason. I don't know why. Uh-huh. But you know, this will spread, and let's not check it too carefully. But I would like so to point weird. out who is the true Semite, who is the true friend of the Jews between us, who suspected the story was false, and who assumed it was true but, because of those crazy, wacky no, religious I thought, Jews. No, I thought it, mm. there's a bunch of uh, total wackos. But the reason I believed it was true is I, I thought no. Well, the no, reason you thought it was true is interesting, actually. Well, well, you're ma- saying the schism that's about to yeah, happen in Israel. Yeah, there's a massive schism between the secular and the religious, and it's frankly those who are obsessed about the schism between the Palestinians and Israelis know nothing compared with the uh, schism between the secular and the religious. And, right. and frankly, um, that's where the really interesting story is. If any one bothered to report it, um, mm-hmm. but actually, the reason I believed it was true, as I said, this is so inflammatory and incendiary, and it's so sensitive that no responsible reporter would report it unless they fact-checked it. Even, you know, people you joke, oh, the BBC and The Guardian. Yes. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't publish it. Because they know what, what sort of my age people would have with this. So it has to be true. But it wasn't. They no. were just... They just couldn't be, couldn't be asked to check the, the most basic of facts. Mm. And as the court said, nobody actually asked us. Nobody actually calls and asks us whether this was true or not. I think the next round of lulzac attacks are going to be on people... Because, you know, the, someone was arrested on... Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, a 19 year old in the UK was arrested, and turns out, of course, he has nothing to do with LulzSec. They host one of their IRC channels on his server. Yes. Um, and, so th- I, and they are furious with the lack of fact checking that's gone on mm. and all the reporting, so I imagine their next targets will be the people who posted the story. And like, I'm very pleased to say Rock Paper Shotgun posted it extremely speculatively mm. and said they are claiming that this person is related, but no, you know, and so forth. Yeah, um, don't you stop bringing attacks, lol, lol. Lull to our network, thank you very much. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, the worst 
they could do to us would be to publish our user database, I think, or or get or delete our back catalog or anything like that. But we back up them. I don't mind. Fine. Yeah, as long as they just delete you and don't start taking everyone else in our network. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's fine with you. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So just just yeah. just games. Just games. Just silly little games. Oh, I noticed today that um, <laughs> was that uh, Zizzy had forgot to activate your service, so we hadn't been invoicing you for your new service. I noticed I suddenly got three invoices at once. I was wondering if I was just being charged. <laughs> no, it was me. And you know why? It wouldn't have happened at all. Um, it, but basically, I noticed that they hadn't activated because I was using your account as a template for a new system I was writing right, for okay. our customer. Yeah. So, hold on, have I written something wrong? Because it doesn't look like there's any invoices on that service. So. <laughs> click, click, click. And I we haven't been going for three months, so I don't know why we've got three invoices already. Should be, should be. You should be, no, there should be a quarter in advance. And then you, ah, won't, and then you, won't, and then you won't pay for three months. Okay, see, that's I, how I it works. Right. I promise you, you won't pay for the three months after. That's very generous of you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll charge you for three months. Uh-huh. And then we won't charge you for three months. Let's try to get it for free for three months. Yes. I'll just pay for three months. That's an amazing deal. <laughs> very excited. Yes. Oh my goodness, it's on 50 minutes. That's too many. Two minutes to one o'clock in the morning. At Rum Doings. Mm. Podcast Rum Host to John's disappointing blog. Or find out my address and send things to me. His address is 82 Bath Road. Bath. Bath. B-A-8-0-B-8. Bathton, Bathamshire. <laughs> I found a book. Bartholity. I had a book that Did you? my dad. Well done. Thank you for interrupting at a tedious point in my statement. You had a book. Oh, Nicholas. Yes. What did to do? Yes. Did you spill any? I spilt none. I captured it all. I like the fact that you, Nick's technique of spilling is to just deny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I found a book that had belonged to my father when he was a child, and inside he'd written his address, mm-hmm. and so he put um, his name followed by his address, which is in Wales, so I couldn't even begin to guess or pronounce it. Um, and he gets Racist. all the way down to, and he puts Wales, then he puts United Kingdom, and he puts Europe, and he puts the planet Earth, and then he puts Milky Way. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a young teenager, finding that my dad had done this just blew my mind. Well, were you upset? He'd ever been young enough to... I was delighted and <laughs> slightly confused that my dad had ever been young enough to do the thing where you don't stop writing your address. Well, wasn't your dad born at the age of... Late twenties. He was, I think, he was thirty-two when he was born. Yeah, exactly. It was a very, very long labour. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's stop because it's. Shall we start? One in the morning. Good night. Mm. Wherever you are. Mm. 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 The moon certainly brings out your features. Oh yes. You really should have had that scone before I like, you started. I like it at this time in the morning when my voice goes this low. It doesn't normally do. Frankly, if only my voice ever did yes. do this. I now. could be down here forever if I were you. I missed my NHS appointment. Oh, Nicholas. Which was a shame. And now so you'll have my to wait follow-up to... will have to happen. You'll have to wait another 16 months yes. for the next one. I'll go back to my GP. <laughs> you can't even get your low voice. You've got no voice left at all. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Sleep well. Oh yes. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Wait just word. a second. Don't, 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 don't allow the bed bugs it's to one, bite. It's one. In I just had, don't, don't allow the bed bugs to bite. Oh, I think if you're in New York, that's quite good advice at the moment. There's a horrible um, epidemic of bed buggery. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that purely to just extend the word, but actually that became a whole other thing. There's an epidemic of bed buggery in New York. Mm, bed buggery. Mm-hmm. Bed buggery. Good night, everybody. Sleep well. Tight.